0: Welcome to A Congruent Life, where we share inspirational stories of authenticity and happiness. A Congruent Life is an interview project sharing the stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things, discovering their passions, and living authentic, amazing lives. Here's your host, Andy Gray. Hello there, and welcome back to A Congruent Life. In this show, we're exploring authenticity and congruence and sharing inspirational stories of people that are living into their passions. My name is Andy Gray. Thanks for joining with us, wherever you might be. Folks are sharing in with these conversations all over the world. I've been looking at the download statistics and seeing that we have listeners in the UK, other parts of Europe, Australia, Asia, Africa. How fantastic it is that the internet can make the world so much smaller. Hello to our listeners in Brazil, which happens to have a special place in my heart. And welcome to folks in Estonia and Qatar and Kuwait and on and on. Thanks so much for joining us. This is episode number 16 of A Congruent Life. In this episode, thanks to an introduction from another one of our listeners, I'm talking with Charlie Johnson. Charlie was very inspired by the Pay It Forward movie and book, enough so that he made a drastic career change left his executive position running a company and founded the global pay it forward experience and the pay it forward foundation. Here's my conversation with Charlie. I'm talking today with Charlie Johnson, who founded a group called the pay it forward experience. Charlie, welcome to a congruent life.
1: Hey man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having us.
0: Absolutely. So first off, what is the pay it forward experience?
1: The experience is just a random website we came up with a couple of years ago when I was making a big transition. Um, I was uh, heading up the Pay It Forward Foundation and the global movement, and uh, we just needed a website where people could come see what was going on with Pay It Forward globally, see stories, see what was going on in their own neighborhood and their own country, and it's just uh, it's grown considerably, and it's just become the the, the focal point for. Uh, pay it forward, and it uh, gets quite a bit of traffic. And people start googling pay it forward after they see the movie or they see a story online. And uh, luckily, our website pops up.
0: Can you maybe give us a bit of a background on the pay it forward story for people that might not be familiar with that?
1: Sure. Pay it forward is um, is doing something nice for someone, and instead of them returning the favor to you, they re- they pay it forward. Instead of paying it back, they pay it forward to someone in the future. Um, it's, it's been around for thousands of years. It's been talked talked about by many people, but what most people probably listening to this show, no pay it forward from is just like myself from the book and the movie. The book came out in the late nineties, uh, authored by Catherine Ryan Hyde. The movie, it was turned into a movie in 2000, Kevin Spacey, Helen Hunt, Haley, Joe Osmond, and the, the movie had a, a cult following. Unfortunately, it, um, uh, financially did not do well for Warner Brothers. Um the actors were criticized for it. So everything as far as a career of a movie star, it was not good for them. Um, they never spoke of it. They never really talked about it afterwards. But it had enough of a following and enough people found out about how simple and how powerful it was that it's been continued to uh shown on you know uh, HBO and Showtime and 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 regular cable, and it's just continually, slowly over the past decade, kind of grown.
0: Can you talk a little bit about how you came to be involved in this movement?
1: I saw the movie in 2000, and uh, I I was always a person, uh, kind of behind the scenes who loved. When a person in front of me had forgotten their wallet. I was always a person who loved uh, when someone needed a door holded. Something just very simple things. I I don't know where it came from. I just loved helping people in simple ways. Uh, The one thing I did not like was that awkward moment when they tried to pay you back. When they were trying to figure out in their head how quickly they could pay you back or how awkward it was when they were going to try and figure out what they could do for you. Um, when I saw that movie and I saw that you could do something for someone and just ask them to do it for someone in the future, a week, a year, however they choose to down the road, I loved it. I fell in love with that movie. And ever since that movie came out, um, I started using that phrase. We started using it just like millions of people across the world did. Uh, we started leaving big tips for waiters. Uh, we started doing the things we were always doing, but we had a phrase now we had something people could latch onto. I really got heavily involved in about 2006, 2007 when we created the Pay It Forward Bracelet. The bracelet was simply piggybacked off of uh, the Livestrong bracelet. Livestrong uh, was sending out millions of these bracelets. But the difference with ours was it was worn as a reminder. It wasn't worn that you were supporting a cause or that you had donated money like all the other bracelets. It was worn saying, you know what? I get texts, I get emails, I get tweets, I get Facebook. I I get all these messages. I've, I've, I've digital overload. I I don't remember that I, uh, need to do something nice. So the bracelet was there to sit on your wrist to do something nice. And then when you were done, you passed the bracelet on and gave it to them. So I slowly uh, got involved over the seven or eight years uh, after watching the movie.
0: That's a pretty big difference though, between being inspired by the movie and really throwing so much of your life energy into doing this.
1: Yeah. The, well, the, the life energy didn't really kick in until a couple of years later in 2011, uh, around 2007, 2008, when we created the bracelet, I was heavily involved in my own business. It was a good sized business. We had about 250 employees and it was more of a, uh, it was a side project. It was something that, uh, I could do very easily. Um, when people wanted bracelets, we could ship them out all, all over the world. And, um, it just, grew, you know, it grew from a thousand bracelets to 10,000 to a hundred thousand to, you know, now we're up over two 2 million bracelets to 125 countries. The, the, the real life energy kicked in in 2011, April 1st is, uh, when I decided to leave that business that I had grown and been a part of for 15 years. Uh, that's when things really changed.
0: Can you talk a bit about that transition? We talk on A Current Life about these kinds of stories where people take that really scary leap into the unknown. They're sort of driven by some sort of intrinsic motivation and, and something along the way sort of motivates them to take that big scary leap. Can you tell us a bit about that experience for you?
1: Uh, scary, like you just said, not fun. Any negative words you can think of for that transition is probably anyone who's going through that transition will tell you they feel, you know, they see all these big time authors, all these uh, successful athletes, successful business people, and they all talk about following your heart and unfortunately, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Everyone thinks if you follow your heart, everything's going to fall into place, life's going to be simpler, you'll be happier, you'll make tons of money, and then life will be good. It's just not that way uh you know a lot of people miss out on the struggles uh the the fact that it was not an overnight success, the fact that It was scary as hell, the fact that a lot of times people wanted to give up. That transition, I was miserable. Uh, Something had changed in me and my business. Uh, I didn't want to go to work anymore. I was looking forward to Fridays rather than Mondays. Um, I had never had that feeling. I had never not liked work. I had never not wanted to go into work. And when you'd been so confident for the past decade and things had been working out so well and things, everything continued to grow – it's a very uh, scary feeling, a very odd feeling to think, start thinking differently. Um, it's not, uh, it's not a fun process. Um, anyone who says it is uh, obviously is not going through that true process. Um, it was just scary. But at some point, every human has their breaking point, and unfortunately, not for, unfortunately, fortunately, mine happened to happen on April Fool's Day. So a lot of people, uh, when I actually left, thought I was joking, but I wasn't. So it was scary. It was a scary process.
0: So you leaned into this scariness and, you know, followed your heart. How did you manage to convert that passion or that urge into building a sustainable organization?
1: I don't know, man. I, I really don't. Um, you know, a, a lot of these, uh, interviews we do, or a lot of these interviews I listen to from these amazing people, they, they, they're so specific in, in what they thought they did or what they did to make it happen. And I, I don't know personally my, my own personal experience I just had to keep moving forward I got stir crazy I needed to do something I needed to stay busy and um, a lot of people, you know, talk about if they win the lottery, they're going to retire and do nothing. I don't. I don't. The, the reason a lot of people say that is because they don't have that opportunity. If they had the opportunity to sit around and do nothing, there's only so many times, so many, so many books you can read, so many times you can go to the coffee shop, so many times you can sit up and and sleep in and watch TV and, and do what you want until you just you just go crazy. You need to do something. We as humans need something to do on a daily basis. Now, there is that exception to the rule that people who love retiring and they can sit around and be lazy. But the people I've met and my personal experience, it just doesn't work that way. And uh, building Pay It Forward up was giving me something to do. It was looking at something that for the past decade since the foundation was created, since the movie came out, it was a, a loosely held ideal that no one had really given direction, and I looked at it and said, you know, what what would happen if we gave this our full attention? What would happen if we gave it full time? What would happen if we did give it direction and say, this is what we're doing: uh, reply to emails, visit schools, you know, travel the world, do shows like yours. What would happen if more people knew that it wasn't just some movie? And they didn't know what to do next. What if we gave them something to do next? And that fact of waking up every morning, getting behind a computer, replying to emails, asking questions, failing miserably at certain ideas but succeeding in others uh, just simply uh, moved us forward.
0: What are some of the more memorable stories that you've heard about either paying it forward or specifically interesting experiences that have come out of your work with the foundation or with the Pay It Forward experience?
1: Well, I think just with with Pay It Forward itself, the the great stories we hear. You know, we tell ourselves, I, I did, and I and I think many people do the same thing when you're a teenager in your early twenties and you're uh, ready to take on the world. We tell ourselves, we give ourselves goals. We tell ourselves that we, uh, when we get that car, we'll be happy. When we hit that certain amount of money per year, we'll be happy. When we get that house, we'll be happy. When we get married, we get that dog, we'll be happy. More than likely, most of us get what we want. And the, the fact that no one that I know can tell me specific dates of when they bought that car, when they got that house, when they got that raise, when they got that promotion shows me that's really not what we're looking for. Now when these people tell us these stories they tell us you know it was raining that day what they were wearing the temperature they can tell us every intricate detail of what happens and one specific story that is just a great example of how powerful a simple act is like pay it forward is a lady walking through a construction site a parking lot construction worker walked up to her gave her a flower said i just wanted to have make you i just wanted to help you have a better day and walked off He didn't hit on her. He didn't do anything stupid like a a typical guy would and walked off. Now, this lady found out about us, wanted to to share the story. And what we like to do on our end is get a time frame. Now, again, she's telling us this story over a 15, 20-minute period. It wasn't that simple for her. She was telling us all the details of the day, how she was feeling, what was going on in her mind. And when we found out the date, it was in the late 70s. Now, this was a story over 30 years later that she wanted to tell us. This is a story she tells her kids. She tells her grandkids. She tells anyone. And the way she tells it, the emotion in her voice, you would you would seem or feel or it just – it felt that it just barely happened a couple days or a week ago. But that was the story that changed her direction in life. That was the story that let her know that not everyone was bad. It was a story that she will continue to tell people as long as she lives. That's the story that she can remember everything about that day. She can remember everything that was going on in her life at that time. And those are the stories we hear continuously from all over the world. And it's never something big. It's never about money. It's about when a stranger came up to them and made their day better. And it's a story they will never forget.
0: How has the concept of paying it forward been impactful in your own life?
1: it's changed everything it's it's showed it's shown me that there are an amazingly amount of good people in the world it's shown me there are an amazingly amount of bad people it's shown me there are quite a few people who talk about wanting to make this world better and it's shown me that there's very there's a very small amount who actually do something and i know your show is packed full of people who are making stuff happen but for the listeners on this show um, from what I've seen, there are millions and millions of people across the globe who are so desperate to make change, who want this world to be better for their kids. And they've got ideas or they talk about it or they complain about the government or they complain about something they don't like, yet they refuse to do something about it. The one thing, pay it forward, and the last two years have shown me is we are in need of more people to do stuff, not just talk about it, not just complain about it. Um, pay it Forward has shown me that, um, if you want something done, if you want to make this world better, it's not going to be through a Facebook post or a tweet. It's not going to be through simple acts that help you sleep at night by, um, you know, caring about homelessness around Thanksgiving or Christmas one time a year. It's about a day to day process. It's a, it's a day to day thing we need to do as humans to make today better than yesterday. We need to do those simple little acts. That help a family member. A friend. A stranger. A neighbor. Someone in our lives. While we're on our way to uh, to work. Or to school. Or to the grocery store. Or wherever. We need to do something to make someone's day better. It doesn't cost money. Doesn't take much time. It's something we can all do. It's shown me that pay it forward. Is something that every person on this planet can be a part of. Anyone out there who wants to make someone's life better can do it in a very, very simple way every day. And we just we need more people. We need more people to step up. It's this world's not just going to change itself. So anyone out there who wants things to get better or wants to do something about it, there's no better time like the present.
0: The mission of A Congruent Life is about sharing stories of authenticity. Um, what does living authentically or congruently mean to you?
1: It's, it's more difficult than people think. I'm still – I work on it every day. I know I'm still not being 100% authentic. I know there are certain things I need to do. There are certain, certain things I need to say. And authenticity means being exactly who you are that makes this world better. And you know what? As, as all the people we've met, the, the the countries we've traveled to, the people, the religions, the the colors of skin, the, the different beliefs we have on the face of this planet, whatever you believe, however you choose to act, however you choose to treat other people, if that's what you feel at your core is right, then that's what you need to do. I think there's quite a few people, uh, including myself, who went through a phase of um, – Doing things that I thought people wanted me to do or doing things I thought people wanted or needed or uh, doing things that I thought would make people like me. Being authentic is a very difficult thing to do. And I think um, if, if you're a hard ass but you make people better or uh, you're just an angel and you're a nice guy or girl that, that gets walked on but that's how, who you are, being authentic is truly being that person without ever having to apologize to anyone. And it's something that I um, I really work on every day. There are certain things that I know that I need to get done for pay it forward that will actually upset quite a few people or probably they may hurt some people because there are certain people that um, we need to move forward without. And I have yet to do that. Uh, it's, living authentically is is really really a great thing to shoot for. I think that's almost possibly number one on my list of uh, things I'm working on.
0: What would you consider to be some of your notable failures and and what have they taught you?
1: Maybe not sticking with things long enough in the past, um, giving up on things too quickly. Um, And then the total contradiction of sticking with things too long and, and not giving up quick enough uh, t- to me life is nothing but a contradiction and I think one of the things um, my biggest failure is not being okay with change uh, one of my biggest failures is is being okay with one month thinking this this direction is right and the very next month thinking the total opposite is right learning what I have over the past two years in today's unbelievably Crazy world. I think leaders and I think people at the top, and I think people, anyone who wants to do something good for this world, needs to understand that there's going to be a direction change. And that change could be weekly, could be monthly, could be yearly, it could be more drastic than you think it is. And being okay with saying, you know what, wow, I was, good Lord, how the hell could I have thought that? I'm completely wrong. We need to go back in the different direction. Being okay with saying that. And letting the world see that is probably a probably one of my biggest failures in the past. Not being okay with with being wrong.
0: What do you want your legacy to be with all of this work?
1: I want to do something very few people have done. I wanted I want to be a part of making pay it forward, uh, something that impacts billions of people. I want to be a part of of. Making it something that 100 years from now, people still talk about. And you know what? That's, that's just being honest. That may be uh, – my ego may be involved. Uh, that may be self-centered. Um, the very fact that I'm saying I maybe turns some people off. But I want to do something that very few people have done. And I think that's part of the, the process that's tormenting me is I want this to be massive on a global scale. And there are many opportunities that I think we've passed up on a smaller scale because I didn't want us to uh, go off in uh, in, the, in the wrong direction. I want this I want this to impact humanity, and I really think it can be. I think with the simplicity of it. I think the very fact that all seven billion people can be a part of it because it's neutral, because it doesn't have a religious or political affiliation or a color of skin, it can, it can translate in any language into any country in the world. I just, I think it can be something that impacts and shifts humanity in a very profound, simple way. And I want it to be in a class of its own. I want it to shift education. I want it to shift business. I want it to shift. I want it to infiltrate every aspect of life for billions of people. There's nothing in this world I, that I've seen that Pay It Forward could not be a part of. I want it to be history making.
0: That's fantastic. I love that big thinking. That's great. Kudos to you for that. So what's next for Pay It Forward? What's on the horizon? What um, what current projects are you excited about?
1: Well, for the past couple months, uh, I've actually kind of taken it a little bit easy. I've kind of slowed down to speed up, as that cliche quote is, is uh, said. Sat back and really thought about what we needed to do. Um, we need to cut back on a few of our projects that aren't working. Uh, we need to bring a few some very, very smart people. We need to get a few very, very, very bright people, much smarter than myself to help us move forward in a more strategic way. Um, we've got some projects right now uh, making the bracelet better and also something online as, as far as a gaming perspective that I won't get into too much detail because I'm, uh, I'm a big believer in under-promising over-delivering. I don't like to talk about something that's not a reality yet, but we're working on some some very large projects that will help people really get more involved. And um, as much as I believed I had a good thought process of what people wanted, um, there were things I was wrong at. And now we're really catering to uh, human nature. We need to cater more to the overloaded simple lives of people across the globe. We need to figure out ways to make this very, very simple for people to get involved. And we're working on some projects now, uh, with a guy out of Pennsylvania who did some, some great work with a bunch of kids at Carnegie Mellon and a guy out of Alabama, um, that have uh, put some software together that, uh, I hope that it can become a reality and we can speak about it in more detail and the world can see it. Um, probably by the third or fourth quarter of 2013.
0: That sounds exciting. Lots going on. That's, that's really neat. Is there a final thought that you'd like to leave our listeners with about authenticity, Charlie?
1: Authenticity is no author's way. Um, It's not authenticity is not something you're going to find in a book. Um, I know there's quite a few people out there, such as myself, we just very curious right now and asking a ton of ans- questions looking for a human being to have the answer, and I don't think they do. Uh, authenticity is not, is not some unique author that knows how to market the book, not some self-help guru, not some religious guru. Authenticity is something you got to find, and I don't have an answer for you. Um, I'm still searching for what truly authenticity is, and um, – I just wish more people would not leave their hopes and dreams on finding the answers in other people. Um, if they're curious, stay curious. If they have questions, ask questions. Um, being authentic is is simply being okay with the emotion you're feeling right now and not uh, not apologizing for it.
0: And how can our listeners engage with you?
1: P I F experience.org so PIF is in pay it forward, PIFExperience.org. experience.org. Um, they can, uh, all my contact info is on there. My email, um, the bracelets, the stories, what's going on in different countries. That's the website they can get a hold of me.
0: Well, Charlie Johnson, thanks very much for spending this time with us and sharing your stories and this great work that you're doing.
1: Well, thank you for uh, helping us spread the word about pay it forward.
0: I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Charlie and hearing a bit more about Charlie's story and the pay it forward movement. You can check out the Pay It Forward experience at pifexperience.org. I'll link to that in the show notes, which you can find at acongruentlife.net slash 16. If you enjoy what we're doing here, please join our community list. Just visit acongruentlife.net in your web browser and look on the right sidebar. And please drop me an email with your feedback and suggestions. Feedback at acongruentlife.net. I personally read and respond to every email. Thanks again for being here and listening to A Congruent Life. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to A Congruent Life. For more, please visit us on the web at acongruentlife.net. Do you have feedback about the show or suggestions for future guests? Please contact us through the website or send an email to feedback at congruentlife.net. See you next time.